Greetings fellow tech seekers, John from Silicon Theory here, and this is Silicon Theory Radio. Shameless plug alert, uh, I published a video yesterday which you can get access to via the link in our bio, and uh, talk a little bit about the first look of the HP Spectre. <laughs> Dang voice, never coming back. The HP Spectre X360 uh, convertible laptop, a uh, friend of mine managed to, uh, managed to, friend of mine picked one up and uh, saw fit to very nicely allow me some hands-on time with it. And considering I haven't used a Windows 10 machine or a Windows laptop in over three years, I thought it was a pretty interesting, uh, I thought it was a pretty interesting machine, especially when compared to my um, 2015 Retina MacBook Pro. Compares favorably in a lot of ways. And I read an article last night that got me thinking. So MacBooks and uh, MacBook Pro has long been the standard of creative professionals and uh, college-going students everywhere. And uh, while I only very loosely consider myself a creative professional, the reason that I made the purchase that I did in 2015 of a MacBook Pro was it gave me access to both iMovie and GarageBand for free uh, as a way to creatively start this podcast or start the Silicon Theory podcast anyways with uh, my partner. And uh, it was it was super easy to do, but it wasn't super easy to learn, especially coming as someone who has used Windows uh, as their primary computing platform for eh, my whole life. Uh, still use uh, Windows machines at the office, and it is primarily only mobily that I use my MacBook Pro and laptop to uh, do the things that I do, whether it be edit video or edit the podcast or record the podcast or any of the quote-unquote creative professional things that I do. And uh, while it took me a while to get used to how macOS operates, by now I think I have a pretty good handle. And in in the process, uh, you're always learning, hopefully you're always learning, and I'm still learning things. I've picked up, uh, downloaded a couple of new apps the other day based on um, some recommendations from uh, Dieter over at The Verge, his processor series on uh, must-have uh, Mac apps it was pretty cool. So um, got a few of those, especially Annotate. But um, the why behind I did it, why, the why behind the reason that I did it was solely for creative purposes. I saw macOS as a platform that was primarily used by content creators. And since that was the direction I was going, I wanted to put myself in full content creator mode. And I happened to do so at a time when the MacBook Pros were still very vibrant, um, very versatile machines. Now, I still think that in a lot of ways, the MacBook Pros are very vibrant and versatile machines. And macOS is still kind of what it is when I got my MacBook Pro. Uh, although Mojave brings some very welcome and some very needed updates. But the end result is is that I moved away from Windows. And the question that sparked this thought in my mind from yesterday was an article that said, hey, do you need a MacBook anymore? Because Chromebooks are kind of getting really, really good. And the person compared and contrasted uh, three different Chromebooks, <clears throat> one from Asus, one from Samsung, and the Pixelbook from Google and all of them at various price points have various pros and cons to them but the most remarkable thing is that you can get a lot of productive work for a content creator or a creative professional done on a Chromebook and I think that that is 
is something that not a lot of people think about. Because I think they think, oh, hey, I just need to get a MacBook and move on. And the regular MacBooks are underpowered, and the new MacBook Pros don't have fantastic battery life, don't have a lot of ports, and oh my gosh, what do I do? Do I have to use a Windows 10 machine? And in using Windows on the Spectre X360, uh, in my first look, I talk about the fact that I didn't get a chance to spend a lot of hands-on time with Windows 10, but it's very easily the weakest part of that platform. The hardware was pretty nice. Screen is 4K, touchscreen. <clears throat> Sorry about my voice again. I don't know when I'm going to get better. But the screen's very nice. 4K, touchscreen, comes with a stylus. Keyboard's nice to type on. It's got USB and Thunderbolt 3, uh, USB-A and USB-C. It's got a headphone jack. It's got a hardware volume rocker. So all of these things make it a pretty nice laptop to carry with you. But what is Windows 10? And I think that in some ways, Chrome, Chrome OS, aims to solve some of those problems that people feel when they don't want to spend a ton of money on a limited functionality brand new MacBook, at least hopefully until the new version of the MacBook Pros arrive, and they don't, or maybe they have concerns about Windows machines and how complex and how their legacy of not necessarily being very stable, or at least comparatively speaking, as stable as Apple's Mac OS, kind of chases them off. So at that point, what's left? Well, Chrome OS and Chrome laptops, which while they've been very cheap for a number of years, I wouldn't necessarily say that they've been very good. But now we are approaching with a lot of new hardware manufacturers, some parity with that cheap but good paradigm. And educational communities and people who work in the educational industry have known that Chromebooks are very easy to administer and are very uh, simple to set up and get running. And they have a lot of uh, kind of bulletproof features that fail you back to, hey, if something were to go wrong, uh, I'm probably going to be okay. Web wrappers are available for the vast majority of apps, and now Android apps are starting to gain more traction in the Chrome OS platform, so you can start to do some real productivity, some real work on a Chromebook. Now, it's not all the way there yet, and we're still kind of in the early stages, but certainly Chromebooks are now a much more viable option than they used to be. And at a much more competitive price point, you can get a pretty gimped MacBook for $9.99, but you can also get the base model Chromebook for that same thing, or Pixelbook for that same price. So, and the hardware is every bit as good, and the software experience is starting to reach that point where it's almost every bit as good and you have a little bit more functionality, a little bit more flexibility with the Android apps getting on board. And from that respect, the Pixelbook is definitely uh, the way to go with that respect because it's made by Google, will be supported by Google, and will definitely have the most advantages, especially if you're going to be in the Google ecosystem with this machine. So that's a very interesting development and hopefully we'll get an opportunity over at Silicon Theory to be able to review and look at more Chromebooks as we go forward to the future and hey, maybe they'll end up being the machine that I make some of the next podcasts that you listen to on. Who knows? Thanks for listening. That's our show for today. Remember, if you enjoyed the podcast, remember to favorite or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're in a lot of places now. Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere there are podcasts, you will find us. So make sure you subscribe and favorite, and if you want to leave us some applause, do that too. We appreciate it. You can find all of our content 
over at <clears throat> over at SiliconTheory.com. You can follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And again, the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Always got some great stuff going up there, so make sure you check it out and subscribe. Thanks again for listening, and remember, as always, we will talk tech soon.